and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses. Oh, we're going to get into some neuroses. They're going to be the end, so if you want a scrub, that's cool, but I uh, don't want no scrubs. That's quite enough of that. Um, let's get right into the list you cannot see. I worked six days at the day job. Today uh, starts my three-day weekend, which I love. I managed to kind of cajole my boss into saying, you know, I went, well, I gave up a day off here, can I get an extra day off there? And he goes, yep, and I went, great. I mean, really, I've got coworkers who leave almost every other month on, like, vacations and out-of-state trips, and I never really take time off. I rarely request days off. Um, so, you know, for me to go, hey, just move my day off, you know, for a three-day three -day weekend, and uh, I thought that was cool, and it is. So uh, this is uh, kind of my first of two Saturdays. Um, but it really fucked the BACN schedule, uh, real hard. I mean, I managed to keep up with everything, uh, on the normal day-to-day -day stuff, but in terms of coming up with content for our pop culture show, Nerd Vomit, uh, I hadn't watched anything. I really hadn't played Kingdom Hearts 3 much. Um, I was only halfway through Punisher Season 2, and it was just one of those, I, I didn't have anything to really talk about. Um, I didn't want to talk about kind of the first half of Punisher, um, I wanted to wait till I, you know, completed the season. Uh, makes sense in terms of uh, review's sake. And I ended up putting up a, a, one of our pre-existing audio from uh, Denver Comic Con or Denver Pop Culture Con uh, from last year, The Psychology of the Avengers, which uh, goes through the psychology of every character and the team dynamic of the Avengers. So go and listen to that. Uh, it'll be up by the time you hear this on uh, on our RSS feeds and website and Stitcher and all those platforms. I'm not here to plug that stuff, though I just did. Yeah, it's it's been kind of a crazy week full of just work. There's a, a note later on in the list you cannot see that just says lots to do all the stickies. And basically, I met up with a friend yesterday. Uh, he kind of surprised me when I was getting uh, some writing done after the day job. And he was like, dude, you have so many sticky notes like on your like desktop, um, the program, not literal notes not literal pieces of paper, and I was like, yeah, I'm behind, like, you know, it's like, I've got so much stuff to do, and I've so many lists to work on, um, so uh, hopefully I'm going to really kick the fire of doing in the ass um, with this three-day weekend, so, yeah, lots to do, some of it fun, some of it not so fun, um, you know, a lot of cleaning and laundry and, and you know, general upkeep of uh, the life, but, you know, uh, there's also a bunch of fun stuff to do, like uh, working on new mixes. This is something I haven't talked about in a while on on the show. Um, I can't remember the last time I even talked about, like, working on a new mix. I love making mixtapes, um, or playlists, really. I did one for a friend who, it was like uh, his last day at work. and I mean, we're still friends. It's the one that met with me a couple days ago when I was writing. And I uh, made him a mix because, you know, I'd... I'd worked with him for, you know, almost three years, and I was like, here, like, this is kind of how I show appreciation and make, get you into some cool, you know, new music, if you'd like. And one, uh, one mix is, is music. It's a girl who was like, I really like Black Sabbath. What else would you recommend? And I was like, ho, ho, let's do this. So I'm making a mix for her right now. It's at about five hours long, and then I'll cut it down to the size of what would be um, a mix, uh, like, CD, a mixtape. So approximately... About 75 minutes. Um, I kind of just throw everything at the wall and then later on go through and kind of figure everything out because there's, you know, I've got like four songs by Probot on there and it's like, well, you only need one. 
according to some of the rules I follow when I make mixes, and yes, there are rules. Some are meant to bend, some are meant to be broken, and some are meant to be held onto for dear life. But I'm also working on a movie mix. I've never done this before. I had a, a associate at work who we were talking about Groundhog Day, which was last week, and we were talking about Bill Murray movies, and she was like, I really haven't seen some of these. And I was like, I'm going to make you kind of a, a quote-unquote like classic comedy um, mix. And just some of the movies that are on there, um, Monty Python's Holy Grail. I also threw Life of Brian on there because I think it's the most underrated of the Monty Pythons. But I think if you're going to get Monty Python, Holy Grail's more accessible. Uh, same reason I put uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zazu and uh, Royal Tannenbaum's both Wes Anderson. But I think... I think Royal Tannenbaum's is a better movie, but I think Life Aquatic is more uh, easily accessible in terms of just walking into it. Um, other ones, just personal favorites like Kung Pao, Death to Smoochie, Multiplicity, both Blazing Saddles, because I think everyone should watch it, because I'll never make a movie like that again, because it was so awfully, amazingly inappropriate. Uh, Young Frankenstein, because that movie stands the test of time. There's That movie is so amazingly held up that no matter, it doesn't matter. Like, Young Frankenstein is still one of the funniest movies ever made, and it'll always be one of the funniest movies ever made. Shit, I just realized I should put Airplane on that. Um, and then following that, I would think, like, Top Secret, because um, I love Top Secret, but Airplane, I gotta put Airplane on there. Oh, so see, this is this is why I'm glad I talked this stuff out, and then you can reminisce with me. So anyway, yeah, we're working on new mixes, uh, one music, one movie, so that's kind of cool that I get to kind of walk through uh, memory Lane, I started looking through some of the movies that I got for her, and last night I started watching uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels for the probably hundredth time. Movie's still damn funny. I mean, Michael Caine, Glenn Headley, and Steve Martin. Steve Martin really at the peak of his game at that point. Um, I love, you know, when he plays Rupert with the cork and the fork. If you don't know what I'm talking about, YouTube it, Google it. Just watch the movie, really. Um, I remember getting it on VHS from McDonald's, for I am an old, old man. And then let's get right into the weird neuroses. Um, this one's weird. And I've talked about this before. And I don't remember how long ago I talked about it to reference the episode number. Uh, I'm, I'm imagining it was, um, when I say last year, I don't mean 2018. I mean 2017, since we're only a month and a half into 2019. Um, so, I mean, I had to have been 100 ep literally 100 episodes ago. I talked about how I have this thing where I think that you know, depending on what side I, I I sleep on, on my left side or my right side, that like all the brain goes to a certain, all the brain, all the blood goes to a certain part of my brain, and I either have like really like creative dreams, um, really like weird, freakishly, you know, everything kind of falling out of my head ones, or like really analytical ones that seem like they're trying to help me solve a problem, which I know my brain does, everyone's brain is unpacking stuff and working on problems even when you're not realizing it. But lately, I had this, this, this thing where I, I was sleeping uh, on my left side, which I believe to be the when I have like the more analytical dreams. Um, and I don't know if like my head fell off the pillow or it, like my head like kind of hit the edge of the, the mattress or something. But I, I, I remember in the dream, it was like someone saying like, get up, get up. And then like, it felt like someone like pushed my head. Like I woke up and like freaked the fuck out. And I was like, obviously there's no one in my room. And I was like, shit, is there a ghost in my room? <laughs> Literally, that's where I went. I don't think my room is haunted. I don't. But it was weird. And uh, ever since, I've had this thing where, like, the last couple nights, I 
when I sleep on my left side again, um, which was the, the ghost pushing side, um, I've been having like really like anxiety driven dreams and like nightmares and, you know, dark, strange things as opposed to kind of having a more general sense of, of dreams where it's just, you know, like, Oh, you know, I don't know, a car made out of cotton candy or something. Um, I really don't remember any of my dreams from last night, unfortunately, to bring up a good example. Um, bumming a cigarette off of Bill Clinton. That was one I, I posted online from last year. But anyway, so I refer to the, when I sleep on my right side, is the sunny side of the street in terms of my dreams. And then I don't, I don't like the other side. But sometimes I toss, I turn, you know, I, you know, you roll over in the middle of the night. And then, like, I'll wake up and go, oh, my God, like, I'm on the not, I'm on, on, like, the bad side of the tracks. And, uh, I, it's weird. And hot on the trail of, of this whole weird neuroses of how my brain works and unpacks things in dreams. Based on what side I'm sleeping on, which makes me neurotic anyway. I started thinking about, like, what if it is a ghost? And what does that mean? Now, bear in mind... This is, you're going down the rabbit hole with me mentally on this. Talk about acute mental neuroses. Start really thinking about it. Because I've had times where I'm like, yeah, there might have been a ghost there. Or the rocking chair to sort of move in. Or things move at my mom's house. Like, stuff like that. And I was thinking, I was like, okay, if I if I believed in ghosts, uh, which, yeah, I guess I kind of do, then I'd have to believe in, like, souls. And I'd have to believe in... Now, if you believe in souls... My question is, are they mutually exclusive to God, heaven, and hell? The afterlife, higher power. Because you can have, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't think there's a, like amorphous cloud being in my meat prison. I think that, you know, who I am is a product of external experiences and, you know, love is a biochemical reaction in my brain. I mean, I, th I think we're just meat machines. I don't, I don't think there's a, a true driver um, you know, an immortal, uh, un, un, undying driver in, in my, in my personal meat car. But what does, if you, if you believe in ghosts, can you be an atheist? Um, I'm an atheist, uh, not a militant one. So don't worry. I'm not going to go like, Oh, you're wrong. If you believe in Jeebus, like I'm fine. Have your beliefs just, you know, like, let's just leave it like, you know, just don't shove it down my throat and I won't shove mine down your throat. And that sounds weird. But, you know, just don't be militant about anything, and we can all get along. But ghosts. And, and really, people do the whole ghost hunter thing, and I'm like, dude, if ghosts exist, that would imply that there are souls and could be an afterlife, and it wouldn't be uh, a bunch of, like, four jack-offs uh, in the woods on the Travel Channel. Like, that would be breaking news. That would, like, the Vatican would be like, see, we fucking told you. And I think they would actually, I think the Pope would actually drop the F-bomb if ghosts, thus souls, z thus afterlife were proven. Um, I, I think he'd be like, fuck you, everybody. Told you. Um, with this big fuck off Pope hat. Uh, anyway, can you believe in ghosts uh, and be an atheist? I don't know. Uh, that's it's not a debate for me to, to to settle, ultimately. But then again, like, what if they're just souls? Souls don't prove God. Um, they prove that there's, you know, some kind of ethereal aspect to our being. Um, but, you know, if the soul doesn't go anywhere, then, you know, that doesn't prove that there is or is not a heaven or hell. Um, but I would say if the soul doesn't go anywhere, then, 
then obviously it doesn't go to heaven or hell, which means they probably don't exist. Then again, you can argue that I've never been to Detroit, so do I think Detroit doesn't exist? No. Uh, I th well, I mean, no, I, I believe Detroit exists, not I don't believe. Okay, you know what I meant. I've seen it on a map. I've seen pictures of it. Robocop was set there. But heaven and hell are trickier in terms of pinpointing them than Detroit. So, on that on that note, I've, I've got some things to get. I gotta go through. I gotta get ready for therapy. Um, oh man, am I gonna bring this up? Because uh, my comes my uh, therapist is an atheist as well, and I'm gonna be like, hey, <laughs> check out the craziness in my head today. So, from damn Doug's acute mental neuroses, I'm Doug, and from damn Doug's acute mental neuroses. These have been my cute mental neuroses, uh, ghosts in Detroit edition, I guess. Good night, internet. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Oh, yeah.